0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode with Java with Jen. Okay, first of all, do you hear all these beautiful background noise? There's running water... There's some birds every so often. There's breezes. I am sitting, standing actually on a balcony in California overlooking beautiful foliage as I'm wrapping my episode, my episode, my vacation with my sister. Uh, I came out and spent a couple of weeks with my twin sister and my parents and her kids and my older sister, went to a beach house, all kinds of fun stuff to celebrate my 40th. And I am headed home to get back into the grind. Um, with the grind comes, you guys are going to begin hearing more and more about my podcast mastermind, helping new podcasters get their show started as I am taking students right now. Enrollment is open. And so if you know someone who's interested, please put them in contact with me. They can find me or DM me at Java with Jen on Instagram or email me at Java with at gmail.com. Otherwise today's episode is with guest Jamie Lynn now. She's been on the show before, episode 78. She was here, so you can go back and listen to that if you're interested. Um, but she is just an incredible voice into the women of her generation. And today, she's really my generation. And she is a prophetic voice, prophetic flair. And today's word is what she felt the Lord spoke to her as a prophetic word for the women of today. Um, We lay some groundwork first, so you're gonna wanna have a little patience as we work our way into that word. Um, You can skip forward if you'd like to, but I recommend just savoring it all because it's all really good. So with all that said, let's jump into today's show. Hi you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another episode at Java with Jen. And I am here with an old favorite guest, Jamie Lynn Walnow. Jamie, thanks for coming back today. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. So Jamie Lynn, if you guys don't know Jamie Lynn, she is one of my favorite people to follow online because she has such a quirky sense of humor that is like such a beautiful, unique part of her personality. And so she just makes me laugh. But at the same time, she brings so much depth to the things the Lord is speaking to her and the things that he's put on her heart, which she is bringing to us today. Actually, she has, the Lord spoken something to her. There's a now word, especially for women. And so I'm going to give her free reign to dive deep into this. And then we're going to process it and talk about it
1: and like pull out all the goodness. So you ready to go with me, Jamie. Oh my goodness. Are you ready? I'm ready. Give me free reign for a second. Okay. This is going to be, first of all, thank you for having me. I love your love. And I love um, your humility and your kindness. And I'm so honored to be on your podcast again. It's so awesome. And congratulations um, for being one of the top 1% podcasts in the world. Yes,
0: actually. Thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, wait. Before you dive into your word though, I just realized some people listening may not have heard your previous episode. Jamie Lynn has been on the show before sharing about her book
1: she wrote. So maybe share about the book, share about yourself, and then we'll, got, we'll get into it. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good because, this is, you know, you would just get like a fire first impression from me. <laughs> you're giving a fire hose more so. But um, yeah, my name is Jamie Lynn. My husband, Lance uh, Jr. and I live here in Texas with our firstborn son, a golden doodle dog named Remy. And that might offend people who have babies and are not dog people. But if you're dog people, you're giggling and you get it. <laughs> I love I it. Notice I'm like so people are like that is not your child and i'm like hey do you yeah. need a hug <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> he is right now he is right now he's preparing us very in a very mild way to be parents but um but anyways yeah so we're here in texas i wrote a book called holy revolution and it is one of those books it was the first book i had to get out and, um, when I was 18 years old, the Lord told me that I would be an author and a speaker. And I didn't know what that was at the time. I knew what an author was, but women weren't preaching at the time. So I thought it meant motivational speaker. When I say women weren't preaching at the time. I mean, I grew up in a church where women didn't do anything. They weren't allowed to do anything because they had taken the word of God out of context and not put it within context. And so I'm so grateful that Wait, we did we did have another episode on that topic. Actually, yeah. Oh yeah, we should, we should. <laughs> I'm so grateful for my upbringing that I saw what I saw and that Holy Spirit came in, baptized me, resides in me and showed me the different way and opened my eyes, my ears and my mind. But, um, yeah, that felt so long ago. Like, that is so weird that that is even a thing. Mm -hmm. But it is for some people. Um, And some of you may be listening and thinking, yeah, that's for me. Um, I ran into an old college friend the other day and I was like, man, you have such a call to speak to women. She's like, my husband's very old fashioned and he will not let me. Do that, and I was like, I'm going after that in prayer, yeah. whether she knows it or not. I'm going to go after that in prayer because she has a big call in her life,
0: girl. You know that's why I train podcasters because that was the world I lived in, like Southeast Texas, Indian husband bless his heart, and uh, the Christian church. You know, and all yeah. these like, ceilings on me. That's why I started podcast,
1: and that's why I teach podcasters. So all come those girls, send them my way. I'll give them a voice. Come on, yeah, come on. That's beautiful. I love that. Also, we're gonna have to hopefully make it through this podcast without my dog going cray cray okay yeah so i wrote a book called holy revolution and it is truly what i would say a baseline christianity book but it is radical to some people but to me when i read it that is baseline i became a christian this is what he's called us to do and it talks about all the things of um, a holy life set apart for him and i'm sure 10 years from now i would write it hopefully i would write it so different because of how much more i know him and i've discovered his word even more but um yeah. So a lot of people are like, wow, this is crazy. It's changed my life. Um, and, and that's awesome. And it's exciting. And so I encourage you to go get it on Amazon, but, um, but yeah, and, and I travel and I preach a lot, um, especially at women's events. And we have a podcast. I have a podcast called set apart women and a ministry called set apart women where we, um, I host retreats for women and we have a conference, um, coming up this year and it's radical. It is definitely a ministry for the remnant it is not like let's get together and wear pink it's like <laughs> it's like let's get together and repent and get baptized and the father the son and the holy spirit and let's go you know it's like it is truly like a remnant of women who genuinely genuinely are so like I have to have Jesus first and if there's anything in the way God please show me and and I will hand it to you. I will repent. I'll hand it to you. And I want all of you. So I'm very honored to be running with women like that and see the fruit already, not just in myself, but other people where we are creating community that runs together like that. So I would say that is me. I love it.
0: And you live in Austin, Texas, no, Texas. Fort, Worth. Mm-hmm. Fort Worth. Oh, you're in Dallas. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. always have you in like San Antonio. Oh,
1: cause we were Oh, okay. We used to be. Yeah, you're right. We used to be. Oh, okay. When I first met you in person, we were living in San Antonio at the time.
0: Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Well, if you guys uh, have not heard Jamie Lynn's, like if you didn't listen to her previous episode, I will post it in the show notes. Yeah. So if you're just like loving on Jamie Lynn, you can go listen to that and then pop on over to her podcast and binge listen to all of her stuff. But okay. So thank you for giving us a little background and let's dive into now to give a little a little credibility to your prophetic voice. Why don't you share about some of your like uh, Jamie Lynn runs with a lot of the like well-known prophets in the church these days with Patricia King and all of those so give us a little background your prophetic background
1: well my prophetic background it's interesting because I've I am very much so still in training for where the Lord is taking me and I'm very much so okay with that I'm not gonna push my way beyond where he's asking me to be right now mm-hmm. um compared to what's to come however um, yeah, I used to be I used to be a part of international young prophets where we would travel and, and prophesy and been part of prophetic roundtables with men and women um discussing things in our nation, like, what's going on? Where did people miss it? Where do we need fixed where do we need to grow in our prophetic culture? And they were prophets of all different streams mm. and all different backgrounds. It was an intense meeting. Okay. <laughs> it was good. um and and um, so i I would say, like, So this is fun because I can share a couple of words I've gotten that have been accurate so far. Yeah, let's do that. I can't, one of them I shared publicly, the other one I shared with, um, I submitted to friends because I didn't want it to be true, but, but it did happen and they, you could always go to them and be like, yeah, or my husband. But one was when, um, the last election happened, um, beforehand, right before, um, Joe Biden was announced president. I heard Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned within the next four years. It might have been like six months before he was elected, but mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned within the next four years. And then when um, then it, when it goes to each state and their decisions, I believe that the the natural like I, I believe the weather in the ground, the earth is going to respond to life or death in the in the state. So I don't know. I probably should do a better job following up on the second part, but the first part did happen swiftly mm-hmm. and it was underneath the reign of a uh, pro choice um a pro choice president but then one of the most uh radical fun type of words i have received and i get words all the time for people like uh words of knowledge i'm not saying this to boast i'm saying i get the kind of words for people that make me realize how real god is every single time it's like i could not have known that god you're so real oh my goodness i almost didn't say that because it was a still small voice it wasn't like a booming like you yeah, got to you-, you know um, but I would, I went really into gymnastics for the Olympics and I was watching all the girls training leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And since I was a little girl, I was and I took like probably a 10 or 15 year break from, I'm in my mid thirties. So I, w- I took a 10, 15 year break from it, whatever, and dove right in again to this. And because I was so close to it, I was able to hear the Lord a lot more, which is a key thing. You know, you're closer to something you can hear the Lord a lot easier for it. Mm-hmm. So before the U S team was selected, I heard, y'all may not know these names, but they are girls who were selected to be on the team. Michaela Skinner, or Simone Biles is going to have to step down. I saw her being injured, though. Not like, and, and I prayed for her not to be injured. I saw Simone Biles having to step down and Michaela Skinner having to take her place in the Olympics. Oh, wow. So if anybody watched the Olympics, some of you girls that love gymnastics out there, what's that girl, I see you. Um, You're like, it totally happened. And I felt the same way because it looked like it wasn't going to happen because it reached finals Mm -hmm. and Michaela Skinner couldn't go to finals. Maybe look in the natural, that made no sense. When you saw the way the Olympics were playing out, we were in the finals with our team and um, Simone Biles does her first run and freezes, but Michaela Skinner had already gone. They can only take the top two in each event from every nation which is dumb they need to take the best from every nation you know what I mean but hopefully they'll change that we'll see so Michaela Skinner even though she was in the top four of the vault did not get to come because two girls on our U.S. team had higher scores than her so she stayed in town because she just in her gut said I need to stay in town just in case and Simone on her first tumble run as a team had a mental block and couldn't finish competing so I want to say our team got second, but Michaela Skinner had to step in for her own vault. And Michaela Skinner got silver medal, which is just crazy. It was like the coolest story ever. And now Simone Biles is making a comeback. Well, she's not making a comeback. She's always been here, but she's she's still continuing to do gymnastics. So I'm excited about that personally. But I say that because these things are crazy and they're really specific, but they happen. And yeah. so you're like, oh my gosh, God is real. Um, and yeah, so yeah. I had just submitted it to two friends and I was like, I don't want this to be true. I just wanted to say this in case it does happen, but I'm praying for the safety of Simone. Always pray when you hear the Lord. Yeah. Trust me. I do not want doom and gloom to happen to anybody. Who knows? The prayers I prayed could have prevented Simone from being injured Mm -hmm. and only having a mental block. I'm just, I'm not taking credit for that. I'm sure the Lord spoke to many, many people on the earth about it. Not just me, but anyways, all that to say, um, and then the last election, I knew Trump wasn't going to win, but God told me not that I wasn't allowed to prophesy out loud. So I didn't. He told me to stay in the school of prophecy, and I did. I just sat back and watched and took notes and grew. So.
0: Well, I wanted you to share all that. And I appreciate you sharing that because I know that my listeners come from very diverse backgrounds. Some may be familiar with the prophetic and some may be like, prophet, what, what are we talking about? Is that weird? You know? Mm -hmm. And so just for those who are a little unfamiliar, the prophetic or prophesying is as simple as hearing what God is saying or seeing what God is showing you. And then releasing that word out of your mouth. That's as simple as it is. (laughs) And, but being a prophet is different than having a gift of prophecy or flowing in a spirit of prophecy. Those are all different, which we don't have time to get into. If you want to hear on that, you can go catch my episodes, episode 37 through 40, uh, four part series or episode 12 and 13. I also talk about all the things prophetic. So anyways, I want want you guys to hear that because I want to lend credibility to what, um, Jamie Lynn is going to share because it can make the difference as to whether you really receive it and eat the fruit of it or if you don't. And so I want your hearts to be open to receive this. Jamie Lynn is very, very pure hearted, very trustworthy. I wouldn't let her get on here and share a word if I didn't trust her. So all right, Jamie Lynn, now I feel like <laughs> the
1: stage is set. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm just gonna, I'll probably have five, like go for five minutes before, um, you know, I'm gonna read what I wrote. So I, just to give a backdrop for this message, um, I, I just had my appendix taken out five weeks ago, a week and a half later, which I don't know if anybody's ever had appendicitis. I thought you recovered three days later. It actually took me three and a half weeks to feel like me again after surgery. I had no idea it took that long to recover. And that apparently that was normal and healthy recovery time. So, um, meaning feeling like myself, you usually can get back to life and stuff two weeks later, but a week and a half later, I had to host a retreat for set apart women and preach. Now, I wasn't allowed to lift over 10 pounds. I was I had made myself get off painkillers because I didn't I wanted to be of sound mind. You know, I also was willing to forego whatever message the Lord gave me all this stuff. But I was reading through the word and God led me to because it's very important to me when I give a message to preach from God's word Um, or I you should not listen to women. Who are telling you to do something in Jesus' name and it's not rooted and grounded in God's Word? I want to say that's very important. So, anyways, He led me to this place in Scripture, and He was like this, and He highlighted. You know, like when you read God's Word and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, I've never seen that part before." But it's like you've read that many times. But now He's like, "Boom!" And it's like there's a highlighter over it. Yeah. So that's what I want to share with you. But I'm going to set this up. This is a message I shared while holding an ice pack over my uh, incisions. And sitting on the floor Indian style with women, but it was so powerful and it was so good in my prayers that you would hear the Holy Spirit as I share this, and that he would be the one, Jamie Lynn is not here to bring a hard word. Jamie Lynn is here to obey the Lord and praying that the Holy Spirit and his kindness and loving kindness would come and speak to you as I share this. So I'm going to set you up here saying it is true we are not in a time of peace right now we are in a spiritual war we are not against flesh and blood but if you look at america i know you have listeners from all over the world and they're gonna agree based off the news about america right now that we are definitely in a war right now and it comes to spiritual walk because jen i'm gonna go there but let's be real there are men genuinely believing that they're women right now and this is being normalized and Um, they're adults meant to protect small children, trying to perversely allow children to be the gender they choose when they're little and they're not even allowed to drink alcohol, purchase cigarettes, buy lottery tickets, go to an R-rated movie by themselves, yet they can change their body parts forever, even before they're fully formed. Um, And people are trying to pass bills where they can remove their small children from them that are not Aren't, that still have nap time still have time out all this who would remove the children that, from that age because at a young age when I even pretended to be a mom or a dad or a rabbit or a cat where if they're not if their parents aren't literally let, allowing them to get the sex change they're removed from the parents care and put in a facility where the parents don't know about so that the child can get a sex change that's crazy I believe that was just passed in California That is and that is absolutely disgusting because there's other dark, unfortunately deceived states that are trying to do that too. And here's what I want to say: we pray for those people legit to turn. And that's why so many Californians are moving to Texas, Yeah, which I'm fine. Actually, I'm okay with that. So there's pastors preaching the gospel. I saw this on the other day. I'm just trying to paint a picture of where we're at so that when I read the scripture, you recognize we're actually in that time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's uh, pastors preaching the gospel saying that Jesus helped Lazarus come out as a gay man as they read the portion of Jesus calling Lazarus out of the grave because somehow they genuinely have made the word to fit their deceived lifestyle rather than allowing it to mean what it truly meant that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and was calling out of the tomb. Now, if you've read the story of Lazarus, if you read the word, you know that that would be absolutely um, vile for anybody to say that Lazarus was gay and that Jesus was telling to come out. But that is how low the enemy has gone to twist the word. Nothing new. He's always tried to twist the word um, for anyone who would allow it to be twisted and really believe it and embrace it. So once again, it's another prayer point for our nation. And there are also broken men and women coming into church seeking freedom to discover a building without the presence of God and people have no idea how to help disciple. Love people who come in from all different backgrounds and call them in their true nature as sons and daughters of God, which is what the church is called to be. So then these students, these young men and women, these older adults, they go out into the streets. Into these organizations that accept these lawless and perverted theologies that lead to depression deception anguish and begins to turn against christ and marinate in the kingdom of hell unknowingly so for example i'm going to do two very short examples my uber driver in nashville at the beginning of may my uber driver if you follow me on instagram you saw this a few weeks ago in nashville he got out of the car tattoos all over his face um and i was like this dude's in a gang or he's a satanist like something's going on you know but i was like yes because he's gonna have to be stuck in the car with me and my friend brandy and i was gonna get to the bottom of whatever is going on in his life <laughs> so he was so kind he's stuffing our luggage in his car smells like weed car's really dirty and we begin asking him questions hey what are you passionate about xavier and he ran out the gate i used to be a satanist Don't freak out. I was like really involved in it. And then I got into white witchcraft because, you know, that's good, not the bad kind of witchcraft, the good kind of witchcraft. And then he's also talking to us about how he's gone into a Pentecostal church while doing white witchcraft and they let him lay hands on somebody and they got set free. And he was like, this is what I want to do forever Really good guy. No discernment, probably in the church level. However, God was doing something. So we got to preach the gospel to him and the cross on his forehead used to be upside down and is now upright. But this is what the harvest looks like. It looks like men and women who are so lost, who have never met the real Jesus they are coming in right back in the day would have gotten in the Uber car, probably been scared or been like, bless your heart. And the dude would have never been mm-hmm. set free, but we got to pray for him mm-hmm. and we got to um, pray for the holy spirit to come in and then gave him marching orders and he was crying it was beautiful standing and a girl standing behind me in line the other day so then there's this girl in san diego and she's standing behind me the other day and she's like i can hear her talking in the sephora line and she's like i'm a makeup girl but she's like i have got to change this cross tattoo mind you i have walking house of prayer on the back of my jacket right she's literally behind me and she's like i've got to I've got to change my cross tattoo. Um, and her friend was like, dude, just turn it into a T. Like it's not a big deal. And she's like, "Uh," like she didn't have to say this, but something was manifesting because I was in front of her. I'd been super kind to her by the way, Mm -hmm. beforehand, not knowing any of this. And, um, she, she was like, my friends the other day were like, what is church? And I was like, don't even worry about it. You're never going to have to go. And that's a hurt girl. Okay. So I'm just saying, these are just two tiny moments of people who are out there who need, the loving kindness of god okay so let me dive into second timothy three wait what Is happened it- with the girl no the girl i asked the holy spirit in line am i allowed to say something right now and he said no but i need you to cover her in prayer and so i've been covering her in prayer and just to be real with all of you in my natural flesh i would have turned around and been like girl what kind of church did you go to who done there did that to you yeah. talk to me i'm so sorry that's not okay uh-uh that's so gross who did you know like i would have had a combo." that would have been my natural reaction but for some reason i felt like the holy spirit in that moment which is not normal said um i just want you to walk away and pray after you after you check out and pray and i legit did and happen so okay so i know it's like not that i'm just it's not that exciting with story but but i'm glad you shared that because there's been
0: times that i felt compelled to go like minister to someone and the holy spirit said mm. Nope, just pray. Just pray. And so there's actually a place for that. And I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: because yeah, Jesus didn't pray for everybody where he saw that was broken. There's no way he would have never slept. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but um, but when he did, he they were healed every time. And that's the kind of obedience I want in Christ. Okay, that's a whole other podcast. I'm like, I don't want to run through okay, I'm like six in the lineup. So second Timothy three. But understand this. So this is Paul writing to Timothy. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, um, which I grew up in a church like that. Of, and it says, avoid such people. This is the word of God. This is crazy. For among them are those who creep, and this is the part where the Holy Spirit highlighted to me. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women who are burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of truth. Just as I don't know how to say their names, but Janus and John Bruce, they were the witch, the witches um, who opposed Moses back in the day, just like them. So these men also oppose the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith, but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all as was that of those two men. So <clears throat> this is crazy. So what stood out to me for women in this hour, more than anything, is it says for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women who are burdened with sins. So so here's the here's the truth. I sit around the table with women all the time. We, We meet twice in my house. Some of them are addicted to something. Okay, like we just have to be really real. There's no more time to lie. I'm not here to bring shame. It is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance It is not the judgment of me or Jenny Lee it's not it's not either it's not we're not here to judge anybody but we are here to empower you to be fully and completely in the inheritance that God gave you because it says those who are burdened with sins and led astray by various passions so you could be led astray by various passions but it didn't define those but it just said they whatever then it says always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of truth this could be a woman who's going to conferences who's listening to podcasts who putting all the content in, but she's never arriving at the knowledge of truth. And so my, you know, it's, it's really, it's really beautiful because Paul goes into a solution. It goes into the the truth of you, however, so he's encouraging Timothy, which I believe this was written for a reason. This is, this is the kind of letter we should be receiving from, you know, from the, from the Lord. But you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at all these places with which persecutions I endured. Yet from them, all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I literally just released a podcast about this. While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, Continue in what you have learned and firmly believe, knowing who you are. And here's the solution Fast forward, all scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is the solution to this. One, as you read the living word of God, it says Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. Okay. When I read the word of God, I'm reading Jesus. And it literally, I'm sure you've experienced this too. Many of you've experienced this. You read the word and it really is breathed out by him. And it really does teach me and bring reproof and correction and training for righteousness so that I can be equipped for every good work. Because when opportunity presents itself, it is too late to prepare, meaning good or bad, an opportunity will come and whatever's inside you is going to come out. Or whatever, maybe there's not anything inside you, so ain't nothing gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, whatever that is. And so the kindness of God is, is what leads us to repentance. So I'm not asking anybody to go in here and like navel gaze yourself because those who watch over their, their body without God, watch over it in vain. I'm asking you to invite the Holy Spirit to come in, read 2 Timothy 3 and just say, Holy Spirit, If I am puffed up in any area of my life, if I'm swollen with conceit, if I'm, if there's any pleasure I have over you, if I'm appearing to be godly in an area and I'm not really being honest with women where I'm not godly, like if I'm teaching people to not gossip and I'm actually gossiping, that's the, that's the appearance of godliness. If I'm telling people they need to get over their addiction, but every day I go get two coffees, which used to be me by the way, and I didn't realize it was addiction, so to the point where I was like, oh, I'm going to give up coffee for a month to make sure I'm not addicted to it. And I did. And guess what? I was fine. I did catch myself driving there one time to get coffee. And I was like, oh, this is really sad. God, I need your help. Why am I driving here? And I turned around. But I'm saying like, I wanted to make sure that that wasn't a lover over God, like that there's nothing more important to me than him. So I personally, last week, um, I, I, I um, oh my goodness, coming out of surgery is like a whole thing. Like when you're on pain meds and all this stuff, I'm, we, we are very natural path family type thing. So medicine affects me times 10. Like if I told you the painkiller I was on, you'd be like that affected you like that. I'd be like, yeah, I did. The video on Instagram was really funny. Oh, that, well, that was out of surgery. So yeah, that was anesthesia in my body. Yeah. Um, That was funny. There's so much more to that that I want to post, but I don't know if I said, but um, anyways, but yeah, I say this because I had to renew my mind in God's word because fear tried to creep into my house. And I had to, why is my chest pounding? Why am I having that thought? I haven't watched anything with fear. Some of you may be watching fear-based really scary movies or something, and it's allowing this fear to come in that is unholy, that's ungodly, that's keeping you from the inheritance God has you. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I would just encourage you in this hour more than ever, because of what is here and what is coming and what's necessary so that when you get in the car and Xavier, a white witch is your Uber driver, that you're prepared to love them and you're not busy circulating your own issues internally. And you're so busy with yourself that you're not able to love the person in front of you, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking you incredible women and men, who are listening. Um, but there's predominantly women I'm sure that are listening to this. And I'm just asking you to read the word of God and read through it. And the best thing that I've noticed, one of the, I could say that about everything about God, the best thing. One of my favorite things about God is, um, he will often tell you privately first, what is hidden in your heart or in your life or in your mind. Um, and then if you're not listening and you don't pick up on it, or if you're not in his word to hear him say that and lead you and help you say, hey, because he's always saying, hey, there's always me the best way. And I just don't want you to have anything in the way of you being on in the best path that I have for you. Um, then he'll send somebody, which can be awkward. And if you're struggling with pride, you're just going to get mad and it's going to ruin your friendship or maybe you're not open enough to ever receiving correction, so you're losing friends left and right, and you may not realize that you're the common denominator in it because of some ungodliness going on. And and oh my goodness, it's never too late to restore friendships and to go back and apologize and to repent and to have the most amazing friendships that you've ever prayed for in your life. Like, And then if not, you know, you have pride in your business and maybe it turned into way more sin. And then your whole business gets lost because of however corrupt it was. And you didn't realize, you know, like however big your platform is, is how big your, your fall will be. Mm -hmm. And we see that all the time. And I always cry for these Christian leaders that end up falling from major sin publicly, because I grieve. I'm like, where were we? How, how did they not love you? Like, Lord, could they still turn to you? Not to restore their ministry, but just to return to you and not be ashamed to turn to you, God, that, That could have been prevented. And then it makes me say, God, is there anything in me that could lead to that? Because if there is, I don't want it. And so all this to say, I feel this word for right now because we are in the godlessness in the last days right now. All that is happening. You know, all that was happening when I was a little girl. But it's so loud on the news now. What's happening. Um, It's being broadcast everywhere. I genuinely believe that America could be saved. Like, I genuinely believe America could be saved because we aren't just showing up as weak women, burdened with sins, led astray, always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of truth. I believe God's waking women up right now to, to who are willing to be persecuted for their love for Jesus. It says all throughout scripture that the world will hate you because you love me. The world hated me. Why would it not hate you? And as women, we just so desire, as as joke as much of a joke as it is. Like, can we be real? We really do desire world peace, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like world peace. Like we do desire it, but at what cost? Like, what cost do we desire world peace? Because the world hates Jesus. Because Satan has entered his way through it. Satan has even entered his way through the church through a religious spirit that put Jesus on the cross. Religious leaders are the ones who put Jesus on the cross. And he's still moving through the religious spirit today that is blinding women. I'm speaking to women right now and men, but women's eyes, ears, and mind from understanding and comprehending the knowledge of the truth, which can only be through Christ. So my prayer and my encouragement to women would be to be really honest and allow Holy Spirit to come in and lead you The enemy will make you feel shame when sin is in the camp and it keeps you in the camp because you're so embarrassed and you want to run and hide like Adam and Eve did in the garden. The Holy Spirit says, here's the exit route. It's in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I believe that no temptation will overtake you. um, That is not too strong for you to endure, but I will provide the exit route when temptation presents itself for you. So I totally like paraphrase that scripture, but (laughs) He provides and the Holy Spirit is like, oh, sin. Okay, well, guess what? That's not who you are. That's not who God is. And here's a door you can walk through. And so I take ownership. You're right. I'm so sorry. I repent. I'm so sorry. That's not who I am. I am not a swollen with conceit woman. I am I repent from this and I'm following race. Please show me how to live apart from pride or whatever it may be. And you take the exit route. And that is the kindness of God that draws you towards him and towards who you really are. Because I guarantee you, if there's some addiction or some struggle that you keep finding yourself in some sinful nature, sin is sin, murder, gossip, all of it is sin. We've rated them for some reason, cheating on our spouse. Like it's all an equalizer in the kingdom of heaven, sin is sin. We've got to take ownership, repent and follow him. And his kindness allows us to do that. But the enemy will come in and make you feel guilty. So invite the Holy Spirit in to these moments where you are really authentic. There are several times a year. Well, first of all, I'm repenting weekly. Yeah. Okay. Multiple times a week. I repent. I'm serious. It is a thing. I, I'm still growing in God. Thank you, Jesus, for repentance. But there are multiple times a year where there's something big God wants to put his finger on. And I'm grateful for that I get to grow more and more in. And so I just am not here saying I am so perfect. Listen to me. I am saying I love Jesus more than I could love anything else. And this is what it has looked like for me. And my hope and prayer is that this would encourage anybody who's been struggling. That was way more than five minutes, but. No, that's,
0: that's beautiful. Well, and I I think that one of the things that makes people offish to the idea of repentance is actually shame because, repentance itself, when you have, when you just think back to a time when you guys have like felt the Lord pinpoint something and you repented of it and you gave it to the Lord, the immediate experience is freedom and peace and relief. Like I love repentance because it's so, it's like taking a shower at the end of the day, you know, it's just so cleansing and it just makes you feel fresh and light and like good again. But I think the thing that makes people run away from repentance is the shame that gets confused in the process because shame is not the voice of God. Shame was present at the fall, but shame is one of the only emotions that was present at the cross, too. And it said that Jesus scorned the cross or scorned its shame, endured the cross, scorning its shame. And so Even when Jesus took on all the sin of the world, he refused to participate with shame. And so we, when we walk in repentance, we need to refuse to participate with shame and instead embrace and participate with the cleansing and the freedom that comes from getting our heart in alignment with what the Lord is asking of us. And I think the only other thing that would make people hold to sin instead of embracing repentance is if they really believe they need what that sin is offering to them and they don't see how god would offer what that sin is offering. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the stronghold in thinking exists and we have to identify what is the sin? What is what am i believing that the sin is giving me that mm-hmm. it actually isn't? Because really sin is a slow path and sometimes a fast path to to death.
1: Yeah. Oh All yeah. I also feel like one of the things <clears throat> is maybe not having a revelation of how good Jesus really is. Because when you really see how good he is, like he's real, he's alive, he's not some cute felt board character that we learned about in Bible school. Like, <clears throat> not only is he awesome, but he sent his spirit that led him to pray, that helped him hear the voice of the Father, that raised his whole dead, broken, bruised body, restored it, and brought him back to life in a real way that he walked with the disciples for 40 days enough that every single disciple, even ones that had denied him, that came back and walked with him for 40 days for the rest of their life unto martyrdom, yeah, never faltered from the fact that he was raised from the dead because he walked with him for 40 days. And I don't, I wish that we had scriptures written about all the things he said during the 40 days. I'm like, oh my goodness,
0: whatever. <laughs> Although,
1: but I I really feel like it's if you don't have something, the Holy, the the word says to ask for it. If you're asking Jesus to reveal his beautiful, loving nature to you and to help you understand why life is better apart from the sin, he will reveal it to you. Especially if you're really meaning, he looks at your heart. Do you really mean it? Here's another thing. I've been in seasons where I didn't mean what I was praying, I didn't actually hunger for the Holy spirit. So what did I do? Holy spirit, Will you please stir hunger up in me? Like, I don't even desire this right now. And guess what? He does it. And it's and it's and it's another way to stay humble because he did it. I couldn't muster that up. He did it. And he's so faithful and kind to do it. And so yeah, I I would encourage um, you know, and, and then another thing too, um, Jesus, there's this huge moment in the scripture where depending on what translation you read, some say 72 disciples were sent out. So they're sent out in twos to go prepare the way for Jesus to come into these towns. And he said, I'm sending you like sheep among wolves. I know you're scared, but I've given you all authority. So what did they do? They went. And when they came back, they were testifying of even demons shrilled in your name and were released in your name. Like it was so powerful. Right. And, Another thing you have to remember is when you gave your life to Jesus, he gave you all authority. So the the sinful little deet, 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 like voices in your head, um, these temptations that come, you are not the temptation. So when you're tempted, that's and you say, no, praise God, that's not who you are. We're, you're going to be tempted until you're in heaven. It's just Jesus was tempted as all of us have been tempted. He chose to say No. I do believe it's possible to get to the place where you're absolutely disgusted with temptation that used to be really enticing that you would say yes to all the time. Yeah. But when you recognize that he gave you all authority over those things, you actually are the master craftsman, not craftsman. You're the master leader over the demonic. Like yeah. you can cast it out. So just remember that he gave you all authority. And sometimes we just have to say, oh, my goodness, Lord, I'm so sorry that you gave me all authority and I haven't been accessing that. Spirit of God, will you show me how to access all authority moving forward in my family, in my house? Because some of you women, this is what stood out to me too, what I felt like I heard when I was reading it. Some some of us have welcomed sin into our lives and it's affecting our whole household because more sin has come into the house and it's capturing weak women. You know what I mean? Like all of that godlessness is starting to bring itself And to creep into our households is what it says for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women. So women of God, you are not weak. You are not weak. Yes. In the natural, we are so weak, but those who are in Christ Jesus, he is, he makes us strong in our weakness. So if you are found in him, you will not be captured by the godlessness of this hour. You will actually be on the front lines, um, delivering people from the godlessness of this hour. And I believe that that's what God is really wanting to say at this time. And you don't need a microphone. You don't need a podcast. You don't need a stage. I can prophesy over the woman doing my hair and pray with her. I I can pray for healing over the woman that was walking in the restaurant the other day, like who looked like she was in pain and she was, and she loved Jesus. My two Uber drivers I had when I was wearing an eye patch, like talk to them about the Lord. But this is an everyday thing. This isn't just like these moments where I'm going in, you know. So I just I want to encourage everybody who's listening. You, yes, we are weak, and yes, we are nothing without Him, but in Him, we can. We can literally have the freedom through Christ, only through Christ and his blood and his life that allows us to live this life apart from godlessness into godliness for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I want to encourage everybody who's listening, like... um any of you like those, especially women who have like really good hearts and really just want to please the Lord that sometimes, and me and Jamie Lynn talked about this earlier. Sometimes a religious spirit will try to manipulate that and bring in fear attached to the idea of having sin. So like the Holy spirit promises to lead us into all truth. And he promises to lead us into holiness and that he is the one who, um, who's our counselor. And so if you go before the Lord and you're like, God, I need to know if there's sin in my life, I need to know, like, would you lead me into repentance and show me what I need to do? You don't like, she used the phrase nasal gazing, gazing, Na- navel gazing is like basically where you're turned so inward. You're so inner focused that it's almost like, a. um, like an introverted, like unhealthy level of introspection, where you're like just looking and digging for issues, you can rest in the peace and and the rest that the Holy Spirit is good at his job. And in fact, in, in an episode from previous weeks where I talked about confronting sin, like if someone sins against you, you're to go to them and confront them and deal with it the Holy spirit also lives out his word. And if we are sinning against God, the Holy spirit will confront us and will deal yeah. with us about anything that's in the way. Cause he also lives out his principles. And so uh-huh. if you are like, God, I am, my heart is humble before you show me anything that's, that's, that sin that I'm not aware of, he will, in his gentle, kind way, he will bring things to mind. And from my experience, he doesn't take a long time to do it. It'll usually pop right to mind and mm-hmm. I can just deal with it. And so if you, if nothing is coming to mind, don't get yourself caught up and tied up in knots where you're like, Oh, I don't find anything. And there's so probably something hiding, like don't turn it into a thing. Like Holy spirit is good at his job, you know? And if nothing is coming to mind, you can just trust, that if there is an issue, he'll bring it up. And otherwise you can just walk out your relationship with the Lord and walk out a godliness that does not deny his power, but walks in power. And you can appreciate that God is good at his job and has restored you to a healthy relationship with him. And that's good. Like you don't need to live any kind of fear or do issue digging. So.
1: And also what you said, that heart posture, if you feel that fear, like, oh my gosh, what is it? That is the, the, counterfeit of the fear of god because the fear of god is i love what you love god i hate what you hate because he hates anything that separates us from him which is sin he hates sin yeah he hates sin so i want to hate sin so i you can pray in that moment like fear go in the name of jesus holy spirit ask for you to come and the only fear welcome my home is the fear of the lord
0: Mm, that's so good to
1: love what he loves and hates what he hates which is the posture of lord search me
0: yeah. So good there. I feel like there's so much that could be said on this topic, but I just, we will have to wrap our episode now, but Jamie, thank you for coming on and sharing that. And I think in all of our talking, we like listed like six other topics we can do. So I'll have you back on. We'll cover some more things. Um, but thank you for sharing this. I'm glad to see that you are recovered both from the dog injury and the appendicitis that makes my heart
1: happy. <laughs> too. You're so fun. Also, I really love how, um, I love how your podcast is very fun and I'm well. It's really deep, but it's also like uh, conversational and girly. Like I feel like we're at coffee together right now, literally.
0: That's my goal, and that's what people say, which I just love because you know that's it's the, the name. It's that's the, the name. name. It's the name. It's true. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us and for listening and um and just diving into this word with us. And make sure go give Jamie
1: Lynn a follow. Actually, yeah, Jamie, why don't you tell us how they can connect with you online? Sure, you can go to um, Jamie Lynn Walnow on. Instagram, or you can go to setapartwomen.co, or you can go to setapartwomen on Instagram.
0: Perfect. I love it. You guys go follow her because she drops a lot of wisdom nuggets and words and different things on social media. So she's one of the people that I keep in my feed because she builds my spirit and nurtures my soul. And so Jamie, I appreciate you and your voice and everything that you're doing and the way that you pursue God with so much hunger and integrity. And so thank you for bringing that here today.
1: Thank you for having me. I love you, girl. And so excited and bless your podcast and your audience in Jesus name. Thank you, girl. All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Make
0: sure that you are following me as well on Instagram over at Java with Jen. If you want to grab some merch, you can head over to javawithjenmerch.com. And don't forget, if you wanted to become a sponsor of the podcast and financially help keep the show going, all of those donations are now a tax deduction. So it helps both of us. So go to patreon.com slash javawithjen if you want to do that. And otherwise I will see y'all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember... Hearing God's voice is simple, and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.